At the outset, nothing in this podcast should be interpreted as legal advice. Further, the views or opinions expressed in this podcast do not represent those of the university. Please email campbelllawreporter at email.campbell.edu for any media inquiries and third-party distributions. Welcome to the Campbell Law Reporter Podcast. This legal podcast strives to expand Campbell University's mission to lead with purpose by reporting with purpose. We hope to breathe new life into the dusty reporters on the shelves by reporting the content through captivating discussions. Our mission is to provide current and interesting reporting on legal topics affecting today's professionals. Listeners can expect to hear from various hosts throughout the year. Welcome to this episode of the Campbell Law Reporter. My name is Brian Hedrick, and I'm here with the winners of the Kilpatrick Mock Trial Tournament and the first ever team from Campbell Law to win that tournament. Thank you for joining us, and congratulations. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Excited to be here. So typically in a podcast, it's kind of a one-on-one thing. Here, there are six people that I'm interviewing today. So let's just take a minute. If everybody could go around the room, introduce yourselves, start on my left. Yeah, so I'm Zana Tyndall. I'm a 1L. My background is in agriculture. I was born and raised on a family farm and was just super passionate about that. That's kind of what brought me to law school. I just wanted to, to learn more about how I could make an impact, a positive impact, on the law surrounding family farm and agriculture. And so I did some advocacy work when I was in high school and it just kind of lit a fire under me. So here I am. My name's Megan Pope. I'm from Hornet County. I grew up just a few minutes down the road from Campbell's main campus. My parents are both attorneys, so from a young age, I said that I wanted to go to law school just because I wanted to be like my parents. But, you know, I got into undergrad and kind of got involved in political science, public policy, and decided that I probably wanted to go back into the policy realm. So now I'm here trying to see what I could do with a law degree in public policy, but I do have a background in mock trial. I'm kind of in the same boat as Megan. I'm Kendall. I came from Harnett County with her right by the main campus, and Campbell's main campus, and I had a little bit of a background in mock trial in high school. That's kind of how I got interested in law in the first place. I never, I didn't have anyone in my family that was a lawyer. I didn't know a lot about the profession at all. But then I got recruited in mock in high school to do mock trial, and I was like, oh wait, I kind of like this, and I might be kind of good at it too. <laughs> um, and so then I, I went to undergrad for at UNC for um, media and journalism, but I kind of always stuck with an interest in law, and Campbell was always my first choice to come back and kind of experience a little bit more of trial advocacy. I'm Molly Sells. I'm from Virginia Beach, Virginia, and um, I'm a 1L. We're all 1Ls, so. But I never wanted to go to law school, really, until probably my junior year of college when um, I realized that I needed to figure out what to do with a psychology degree. And I didn't want to go to grad school for counseling, so I applied to law school and it all worked out. I came here to Campbell and I really love it, but I don't know exactly what I want to do. I really like what I what little I've seen of the criminal realm, so maybe I'll do something with prosecution, but after this tournament, I definitely know that I really like uh, being in the courtroom, although it was a fake one, and <laughs> just being on my feet and the excitement of that, I really enjoyed, so I'm excited to learn more about it in my years here. 
My name is Julia Smith. I come from the great town of Niceville, Florida. Um, I decided like a little over a year ago I wanted to go to law school. <laughs> so I want to do immigration law. I always thought it looked fun to litigate. Less fun than it looks, I think. Intense, <laughs> but just as fun maybe. This, I really just saw the email about this and thought, this looks fun. And so not going in with any really expectations except just to have fun and meet some other people and ended up being just a lot more than I thought it would be and was exciting to see and experience a courtroom and made me want to do that even more. I'm Olivia Reef. I um, am from North Carolina, but I went up to University of Delaware for undergrad where I actually have a background in like art and museums. And that was gonna be my whole thing. Absolutely nothing, law, no history, poli-sci, public policy, nothing. But then I graduate college, I need a job. I work in a law office for the first time, family law. And it was like everything absolutely clicked into place. And that was just last summer. And so I scrambled and scrounged and now I'm here and I couldn't be happier. It was just all I wanted to do in the last year and I did it. Awesome. So yeah, I'm really happy to hear everybody's excited about Trialab. I hope all of you try out for the Trialab team. It is so much fun. Julia, you said that you had saw the email. So talk a little bit more about that. You see this email, the prompt come through. What do you do? What are you thinking? Yeah, so I saw the email and it was like, I think a week or a few days after we had like gotten back into school. And so it's like, you're out of the mindset. And then I see this email. And I'm like, oh, like that looks fun, but kind of like probably won't be able to seems like a far off thing. So I've never done any like mock trial or anything. But then I think I just looked over to Molly. She happened to be sitting beside me. Well, she usually is throughout the day. <laughs> um, and I was like, that looks fun. Like, would you want to? And then she told me that maybe some other girls from another section. So that was another cool thing too, of like to meet people outside of our section. And then our team just kind of like naturally formed together. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was really all Megan that got us in the same room, like 100%. And she had texted me that, I guess the evening at the email that had come out, I'm like, oh, this competition's going on. All winners in the state can enter. Put together a team from your school. I didn't even read it until after Megan had texted me. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Oh, sure. I'll do it with you. Sure. Whatever. I'll follow you through anything. <laughs> um, and cause I had no interest in mock trial or like litigation I don't really know kind of what I want to do really but uh it all worked out let me turn to Megan then (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) so you see this email come through now what are you thinking like you start putting this team together immediately yeah so I knew what Kilpatrick was I was on the undergrad trial team at UNC was not am not one of like a mock trial star by any stretch of the imagination. It's just something that I enjoy to doing. It's a lot of thinking on your feet, being quick. And so I, it was something that I had expressed interest in doing to Olivia before and jokingly said I wanted to win the whole thing. <laughs> she did say that. That first day she goes, no, we'll win the whole thing. And it was a half joke, but that half truth really prevailed. But when the email came through, I was really excited because, you know, this is our first real like school competition that we could participate in because you know Campbell really keeps you on lockdown your first year so I texted Olivia I did not have Xana's phone number because I I wasn't sure who all might want to do it and I was trying to think of people that I knew from experiencing class that 
were really good at talking and being quick, thinking on their feet. So I sent Zana a message over Instagram. I asked Kendall really quickly if they all wanted to participate, and they agreed. And we were trying to see if we could get a few more folks. And Molly said she was interested, and she brought Julia along. And, but she texted me, and immediately I was like, yes, I'm down. Because I know Megan is going to put her all into whatever she does. So yeah, And she's so passionate about mock trial, too. She's passionate about a lot of things, but mock trial, it really comes through. Makes me sound like such a nerd. No. <laughs> In the and, best way. And she kind of, none of us knew what to expect, but she prepped us all the best she could. People that didn't fully know each other at first, and she got us all together and kind of like made us, I think, yeah, like she said earlier, this cohesive group where we all kind of knew what to expect somewhat. She taught us literally everything, everything that wasn't in the packet. She was like, hey, here's what I remember from like when I used to do it back in high school, back in undergrad, just trying to paint us a picture for something that she knew. We were kind of scared, but we trusted her. There was a lot of trust, it's true. Yeah, mm -hmm. I appreciate that. <laughs> but in my opinion, also, they're all mock trial stars because, oh, yeah. so Olivia and I, we were just witnesses, but the other four, they were attorneys, so either prosecution or defense. And in every single round, so all six rounds, our attorney, who whichever side they were on, got best attorney in every single round. So don't yeah. believe it if they say they don't know what they're doing. It was do. <laughs> amazing it every was. single time. Amazing to watch. Mm -hmm. And I think going back to saying that, like, I tried to give a lot of background on what could have come. You can try to teach as much as you can, but to have never done it, you're being thrown into this new environment against really competitive people. And for Molly, Molly and Julia especially, you know, you can say, I don't know, you can expect to get a hearsay objection here. Here's a basic response, but when a judge comes back and he wants you to elaborate, you know, that's a lot of thinking on your feet. And so, especially Molly and Julia, I think they just went above and beyond. Like, couldn't have asked for better people to have on a team. Molly, you said that you were interested in prosecution work, right? Yes, yeah. And to do criminal law and things like that. Now, I don't know much about this problem. This was a criminal law problem, wasn't it? Yes, mm -hmm. it was an arson okay. case. Can you tell us a little bit about what this problem was? Yeah, so it was, oh gosh, I can honestly recite, <laughs> recite the, the indictment, but essentially it was an arson case it was a federal crime, it was a federal courthouse that was burned down, and so Megan and I were the prosecutors representing the United States. It was our responsibility to prove, beyond a reasonable doubt, <laughs> I'm, I'm reading into my opening statement, um, that the defendant was the one who did it. And so it was really fun, because I, in undergrad, I got to shadow a Commonwealth attorney in in Virginia, but didn't really see any trial stuff because, of course, so much of it gets kind of taken care of before uh, it comes to trial. So, anyway, it was it was really fun to watch it all play out. Nice. And so now let's go to the night before this tournament. You guys have been studying, practicing for however long, and now it's the night before. What do you guys do? Are you staying up the entire night? Are you going to bed early? What's going on? I don't even remember what I was doing Thursday night. <laughs> that was... That was crazy. Grimmage number two. Oh, yes. Grimmage yeah. number two. Yeah. Man, we we that was pretty good. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah, so we scrimmaged for the first time amongst ourselves because, you know, you could have two attorneys on P, two attorneys on D, and Xana was a witness for prosecution 
I was a witness for defense, so we were able to kind of go against each other very easily. So we had met over the course of two weeks a few times, and then competition was Friday. Wednesday we had our first scrimmage. Thursday we had our second scrimmage, and we I just went home that night. I don't know yeah. what y'all did afterward. Yeah. No. Just tried to give my brain a break. You guys play their preliminary rounds and then what their quarterfinals, semifinals? Yeah, finals? so Friday, um, it was 19 teams in total that were at this competition across three different law schools. And Friday, all teams played at least once as defense and once as prosecution. And then we got an email Friday night. So I think that was the worst part. We go home and we still don't know if we made it to the next day. But we had to like plan, okay, we're going to beat UNC in the morning. And we were. And they narrowed it down from 19 to 16. And then they narrowed that down to quarterfinals, down to eight, because then it was single eliminations. And then Sunday morning, eight turned into four. Four arrived on Sunday turn into two and we made it through every single one but waiting for those emails each time <laughs> of who was going to go to the next round and you the email pops out from the unc student who org- was organizing all of this and you just look team d team d where's team d mm-hmm. and we were there at what point did you ever think you had a chance to win um, oh <laughs> can i say at uh, first so beforehand I was like, I'm just doing this for fun. Like, it's going to be a great experience. I don't think I have as much faith as Megan did from the start. But then on Saturday, once we found out we were going on Sunday, so like semifinals, I called Kendall, who was like my co-counsel on defense, and I was in the mar- in line at Marshall's buying a new jacket for the next day. And I was like, Kendall... Before, I was doing this for fun, but now I'm in it to win it. So let's get together tonight. Let's, like, rehash it out. And so, I mean, I was obviously always going to do my best. But it was that point when I was like, maybe we have a shot, and uh, let's do it to win that moment. So it took me a minute. but It sounds bad, but I'm not going to say the first round who we went against because I don't want it to reflect on any school. But that first round when we went in, I thought all of these ladies were so prepared, so well-spoken, both first and second round, that that night I honestly did not think that in unless the teams we went against in the last few rounds were just phenomenal, I thought it would be really hard to beat us because I thought we were so well-prepared. We just didn't have a weak link. No. There was just there was nowhere where and I think that's where we I think that's where we beat out our competition. Like they were all stellar, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but they there was always like a weak link somewhere that we could like circumvent and get around and we just we literally just didn't have a weak link in my opinion. I think that's kinda why we prevailed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Either we could rebut their closing beautifully and Megan and Kendall had amazing closings every time. Or one of their witnesses, a cross-examination. There were some killer cross-examinations in here. Or, like I played the defendant, was one of my witnesses I was. In the opening, I could hear, oh, they want me to seem like this? Okay, I won't. And then their whole case would fall apart because of that. And Zana was absolutely unshakable. They would come after her. She was our first witness prosecution would put up. So Mm -hmm. the first witness of the whole round. And they would come after her and get nothing. She wouldn't crack. Like, it was... I think the 
your point about there not being a weak link really is shown with, so before each of the rounds on Saturday and Sunday, it was a coin toss of then who gets to pick whether you want defense or prosecution. And we're always like, okay, what do we pick if we win the coin toss? We won a lot of coin tosses, which was kind of annoying because we <laughs> never knew what to pick because we were confident in both sides. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And both sides went like the equal amount of time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was cool. We knew that it was just like a whole group effort. Yeah. yeah, there wasn't one side that I could say was any better than the other. It wasn't prosecution or defense that pulled us across the finish line. Well, it was defense in the end that pulled us across yes. the finish line. But you that know, final defense. both sides had to participate equally mm-hmm. to get the end result. I just want to say about like the witnesses really quick. Although the witnesses only were five points, both Zana and Olivia, they're so integral in how you present your case that without them, I don't think that we could have put on the performance that we were able to. Mm-hmm. And I think your witnesses too, like sure, maybe they're only worth five points in our team, but I think they stopped the other teams from getting points Mm -hmm. because they were trying to earn points by their directs or crosses or by their crosses, and I think they just couldn't because our witnesses were so good. I finally understood that in the championship round. (laughs) And so that was in their, in UNC's, like, little courtroom setup that they have. Like, we have our courtrooms here and their audience was allowed and so our judge who was an attorney at kilpatrick townsend which was really cool to have like a not a student being a judge he said if there's anybody who's not directly supporting a team please come sit in the jury box and so we presented to a jury and i think that made all the difference and i really felt the impact of being a witness specifically being the defendant because we put up defense and i had a jury to speak to and to keep the other team from speaking to when you're going up for the final so let's just walk through this like one step at a time. On the final round, right before the trial starts, what are you guys doing? Oh. Seconds before. <laughs> we, we were gathered in the bathroom that trying to figure favorite. out <laughs> what we were going to do. Were we going to go defense or prosecution? And I think we made the final decision to go defense because when we, we had gone defense in the morning and Kendall and Julia were just amazing. We had completely revamped the defense the night before. Well, do, we had watched prosecution the day before, and I think that is what pushed me and Julia to really yeah. set our goals high because they were amazing on Saturday. Saturday went both rounds, and Julia and I sat and just watched them all day, and we were like, okay. We, mm-hmm. I think we were just in awe, and mm-hmm. we were like, okay, we, gotta, we have to match that because we respect them, and we want to like make sure we pull everybody through past this finish line. So <laughs> that was like our driving motivator, just watching this <laughs> yeah. Saturday. It was like, okay can never let them down that yeah. impressed yeah. them so much. But I thought, and I'm sure everybody else can attest to this, that our defense was, it was very clean, it was very methodical, and the prosecution's points that we wanted to rebut and point out why their evidence would not convince a reasonable juror beyond a reasonable doubt that the defendant was the one who started the fire. And so we knew exactly what we wanted to do and how we wanted to do it. And I think by choosing defense, it kind of threw Central for a loop because defense is such a weak side in the case materials. And so I know I was very confident in Kendall and Julia and their ability to present our case in the way that we wanted it done. And it was just going into that final round was a lot of nerves but we made the right decision yeah yeah because we also didn't know 
it was a coin toss, so we didn't know, are we even going to be able to choose? Mm -hmm. And actually, when we walked, after we left the bathroom, and we decided, okay, we're going <laughs> to choose defense, we walked into the courtroom, and I sat down, and I thought, wait a minute, what if I'm the one who has to go? I haven't looked at this the whole day. Like, I, I, am I going to even be able to speak? Um, and then also at that point, I think it was sort of an unspoken expectation that both teams really should try to be off notes completely. Mm -hmm. And in the rounds on Saturday, I think that expectation wasn't really there. I think that the use of notes was much more uh, welcomed. And so, yeah, in that final round, like right before we started, I'm like, wait a minute, what if it's gonna be me and Megan? But we won the coin toss and then we went with defense and it was really, it was really great. But also some context behind the bathroom at Keaton. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, we could say we were just hiding out in the bathroom, but we were the only all-female team. Yeah. Um, well, in the top four, we were the only all-female team. And so, especially in the championship, we knew that's where we could hide out and nobody would hear our <laughs> secrets or yeah. our tactics. And so, we felt like we were committing a crime, just staying in the bathroom, having a powwow just about what we were going to do next. But it worked. We it figured did. it out. We tried to be very, like, it sounds ridiculous, tried to be very strategic in the decisions we made and why we made the decisions. So the bathroom was a good place <laughs> to, discuss. To, to discuss. What Zana said does bring up a good point that I was going to ask you guys about at the end. Not only are you the only team from Campbell to ever win, but you're an all-female team to win. What does that mean to you? Well, when we, on Sunday, it was our, our semifinal round, the judge suggested to us that we don't always keep Female, like he, he said, you know, when I competed in this, it was all males. But I just think that we just worked so well together, just like coming from experience. We all had, we set the bar really low. And it was like really a level playing field outside, with, with the exception of Megan. But just like we could connect outside of the courtroom, you know, we could go mm -hmm. home and talk and like have these mm -hmm. conversations and just like connect in a way that made us connect even more in the courtroom. Yeah. And so now that I've done it with all females, I wouldn't be object to doing it, you know, with like an, an intermingled team at all. But I think it was just really good to start out with a group of people that you're so similar with to learn. And then you can build on that with people that you're completely different from, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know sometimes at the other levels, the national levels, things like that, there are some restrictions on what women are expected to do. Um, so for example, like in a lot of national tournaments, they're not allowed to wear pants. They have to wear like dresses or skirts or things like that. Um, the criticisms they get tend to be a lot more harsher. Um, like, you know, you're being, you know, too, you know, attacking or something. Did you guys experience any of that? Or do you think it's pretty fair? Did that factor into how you phrased or played things? I think, honestly, I think I was telling Zana about this. I, I kind of felt like, in this, maybe this is a hot take, I kind of felt like it was an advantage. Mm -hmm. Because, especially in that very first round, we actually went against a team of all guys. And so I remember thinking, and our, our judge and timekeeper were also, um, were also male. And so just, I don't know, I thought, you know, I have nothing to lose. I've, I, I don't even have anything to prove. I just get to go up here and, and say what I know that I want to say. And I don't think that they, I mean, at least I didn't perceive any sort of like judgment because we were all female. In fact, I think they probably thought like, oh, that's pretty awesome. Like they stood up in front of this room that is all male and, and did what they came here to do. So, yeah. 
I liked that we went against that team of all oh. boys because I know we did go against that particular team twice, yeah. But that very first round, it was prosecution, and Molly and Megan were both wearing heels, and we were on a tiled floor classroom. <laughs> and so I told them afterwards, my favorite thing was when they would get up to go question one of their witnesses. You could see them coming, and you could hear them coming with the heels. <laughs> and it was just this double intimidation of... I'm going to come ask you questions. And I've been telling everyone all week that Molly could, she's just so sweet and poised, but she has like this killer instinct. And she could tell you, you're ugly, right? And you would agree before you even realize it. Correct. Yes, ma'am. Is that right? Yes, I am ugly. Like, and all of a sudden you're like, oh no, what did I just do? So you guys win. And I'm sitting, so when I heard about it, I was sitting in the comments, it was seconds after you guys probably won. And Another 1L, Will, comes to me, and he comes to they won! <laughs> I, it literally it echoed through the school very quickly. I saw wow. Zana's post that said, I think it was your post, it yeah. said, may I please the court, and it did. Yeah. <laughs> which, I'm making that the episode podcast title. Nice. But what else did you guys do? When you won, what did you do? How did you find out? <laughs> well, we had kind of dedicated the whole weekend to this, and so immediately I think people were asking, like, are you going to celebrate? What are you doing? <laughs> oh. And we were like... We literally haven't done any of our reading for the next day. Yeah. yeah. So we didn't really celebrate. We will. We will, though. A yeah. delayed um, celebration. It'll be yeah. delayed, but I think I crashed. I did. Oh, yeah. I read. <laughs> um, but I also crashed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ditto to that. How was it walking into class the next day, Monday? Oh. It was, <laughs> you know, I... I will say this, I going to UNC, you know, you're used to national championships and you're used to these athletes on campus getting like a really big celebration, everybody saying congratulations. You know, I felt like Luke May coming in <laughs> yesterday after he made that winning shot against Kentucky. I was like, oh, congratulations, congrats. Like, wow, you're in class. Well, yeah, I've got to be here. But, <laughs> you know, my, my second class of the day is torts with Professor Esri. And I think the world of her. I, she's a very intimidating professor to me because, you know, she's just an, such an incredible woman. But, you know, she walked in, and she always is a little bit dramatic when she comes into the classroom. It's captivating, though. It's like, it oh. She really grabs your attention, and she goes, how? She's setting her stuff down on the podium. How did they do it? And we've been discussing causation for negligence in class the last few days. And I was thinking she's going to lead up into some kind of current event story like she usually does. But she followed up with, how did we have our first ever team to win at UNC at the Kilpatrick tournament come out victorious this weekend? And she stood us up, me, Kendall, and Zana, in, in front of everybody, and we got a round of applause. And, you know, it was, it was very humbling to have that experience and to be recognized in such a way for our success this weekend because, you know, I don't think any of us have – expected the response that we've gotten out of the school all the, the congratulations mm -hmm. and the posts online it has meant the world to me and I'm sure I speak for everybody when I say that it's it's meant the world to the whole team so. I heard one of my classmates yesterday said I know you have been told congratulations a hundred times and I know you're tired of hearing it and I said no I'm not I was, like, <laughs> I was like that's just like the nature of the school it's just good people like um I mean faculty staff um administration oh, yeah. just like the way that they're celebrating us um, just because 
not only what we did, but just bringing it home for the first time. Mm-hmm. I think they're just a little mm-hmm. extra proud of us, which I mean, I appreciate. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's really nice. It's really humbling too. Once again, congratulations to all of you. But this last question, what is next? Well, I guess we got to keep classing our classes. (laughs) No, one thing I was going to say was I just really hope that this creates even more of an excitement for next year's 1Ls and really just starts to set this pace of like Campbell comes to this competition and Campbell wins. I'm excited for all of you. As someone on the trial lab team, I was happy when I saw you guys won because again, I was in the tournament. I didn't win it. So I know how it is. I know what it means to win that tournament. So congratulations to all of you again, to Team D, Zana, Megan, Kendall, Molly, Julia, and Olivia. And that concludes this episode of the Campbell Ball Reporter. This is the Campbell Law Reporter. Thank you for listening to the Campbell Law Reporter podcast. We look forward to you joining us every other Wednesday at 7 a.m. for a new episode, which can be accessed through your preferred podcasting listening platform. This is the Campbell Law Reporter.